Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Hello, everybody. We are live, and we have just finished watching UFC Fight Night Zombie versus Aggie. Let's hit that intro. Hello everybody, I am Mags and with me as always, my son Carlos. Carlos, how are you? I'm not too bad, how are yourself? Yeah, tired, uh, but uh, ready to break down uh, the action here uh, for five rounds on UFC Fight Night, Young, um, Young versus Aggie. Uh, quickly, let's run through these uh, prelims. Uh, so we started with Casey O'Neill uh, choking out uh, Laura Procopio in the wins flyweight division. Then we got uh, our first knockout of the night with Rick Glenn, uh, the 37-second knockout of Joaquin Silva. Uh, then we got a decision in heavyweights with Josh Parisian against Roque Martinez, Josh picking up the, the victory. And then Kaylin Williams getting the decision in the welterweight division against Matthew Semmelsberger. Uh, uh, Werner Yanderova got the second round doctor stoppage uh, on Kanako Murata uh, after she broke uh, Kanako's arm in, a, in a, an armbar. And then we finished the prelims with uh, Nikola Negamarenu, I'll, I'll struggle with that name, uh, picking up a, a very dubious decision against Alexa Kamor and a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, fence grabbing in that, uh, that match. Uh, referee Matt Belchin told both fighters at least four or five times about grabbing the fence. Um, but let's get into this main card. And we started with uh, Matt Brown taking on Diego Lima. And whew, it started a, a good little run of, uh, of, of people trying to one-up each other on, in knockouts. So uh, I thought that uh, Lima started the brighter. Uh, very evasive, uh, very in and out, but was landing those uh, those calf kicks, and you could see as the the round went on, uh, Matt Brown's leg got redder and redder, and, and his calf got more and more swollen. Um, he was landing a lot of his own kicks as well, though. To be fair, uh, it's just that uh, Lima did a lot better in kind of uh, um, checking them and, and making sure that uh, they didn't um, have that as much sting on them as as the ones that Lima threw. Um, but coming into that second round, and it was, uh, I think Matt Brown had just had enough. And he thought, I'm not putting up with this uh, leg-kicking bullshit anymore. Uh, takes it for a, about a, a minute or so, uh, and then lands a one-punch, essentially walk-away knockout. Uh, what a great comeback after being totally dominated in that first round. Uh and then kind of like still taking a lot of the same grief in the in the in the beginning of the second, but uh, landing that 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 clean uh, run down the middle, 
uh, and Lima was good now. Carlos, what did you think of this fight? Thought it was a really good fight. As soon as, uh, weirdly enough, my wife were watching it with me this time, and she usually doesn't really watch it that much. But I was explaining to her I was in Lima, he come from a fighting family. We mm-hmm. know his brother is uh, one of Bellator's uh, his, champions. His brother, brother just lost uh, last weekend, I think, uh, Douglas Lima. Thought he's just lost. Yeah, I believe so. Right, so I'll repeat that. He's not Bellator champion anymore. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, they, they both uh, fighting brothers and. Lima coming against Matt Brown. Matt Brown, for someone who's 40 years of age, a lot of common people or a lot of new fans might think, oh, look at him, he's grey-haired, he's 40-year-old, he's done him, he's going to get walked through. But Matt Brown is one of them fighters who's just always scary. Not only is he a, is he a brilliant coach now, he's still a brilliant fighter at the age of, uh, at the young age of 40, he's making it look. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the, like the commentator's, Stated out, and it, you clearly you have to be blind not to not to be able to to notice Matt Brown's sort of style with it being sort of a Muay Thai lead leg heavy style, and you'll always see a Muay Thai style being heavy on the leg, and but they, they somewhat can bounce on it and bring it up and down. But in mixed martial arts, obviously you can't just keep bouncing your your front leg, and eventually you're going to get tucked down, and that's why sometimes different fighting styles don't mix into mixed martial arts fully like mm-hmm. we can see in that one Maita, the, the front leg is there to get kicked all day and it's what you're putting a lot of pressure on it so a lot of pressure on your leg equal a lot of impact it's only going to go one way and Matt Brown wasn't checking him a lot again in when you're a lot of a lead leg heavy way in Muay Thai and you're bringing it up all the time and then you're checking it odds are they're going to start throwing a leg kick to open up the head as soon as they throw a leg kick and you're going to go, oh, check, one's coming over the top and before you know it again, you're fucked. So, yeah, <laughs> Matt, Matt Brown. <laughs> Matt Brown did it, uh, did it perfectly where he were able to check him when he needed to, turn it into a dog fart. Let's face it, that's what he, he needed to do. As Lieber were uh, a little bit too clean to to not make it a dog fart. I seen straight away, obviously, when Lima was throwing the kicks, he was more throwing the kick from his foot rather than actually getting it with the actual shin of his leg. <laughs> and but obviously, the way he was kicking it, he was trying to get behind the knee. So that was... When you're getting... Imagine this now being, obviously, your femur, your patella. You, he's trying to get around this part here to try and mess up the muscles, the ligaments and all that stuff around the knee so it, it somewhat shuts the top part and the bottom part of the leg down. You have to do that with the foot. It's just the curvature on your foot. You can get all the way around on it and, and sometimes get that sciatic nerve what's going down the back of your going back of your, down the back of the knee. Yeah, that, um, that we saw recently with the drop foot. Yeah. Um so yeah he, he was doing doing that but then obviously when it does come to checking that a shin is a lot harder than your feet. So when Matt Brown checked the kick and Lima felt it, you could see him put your breath in. It's like, oh shit. Uh, I, I knew it. I could see it hurt him. I've, I've done the exact same when I was in sparring. You, you can't, in sparring, you can show it a little bit more because obviously in sparring, it's not a fart, but mm-hmm. you're still like, shit, don't want to show that because you're still going to get used to trying to block the pain out and try and put on that wall face of fucking hurt. But yeah, I've done it myself, but congratulations to, to Matt Brown, 40 years of age, he's still been able to pull off a... Yeah. I'm not surprised that he pulled it off. Let's get it. I know it might sound like, oh, he's a dick, he's not surprised. It's Matt Brown. He can do stuff like that. But at the age of 40 years, he's more impressive than anything. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, after that, we went into the uh, welterweight division, or oh, middleweight division, sorry, uh, Bruno Silva making his UFC debut. Um, the the guy has been a journeyman in, in MMA. Uh, this was, I think, his 26th fight altogether, and he was taking on Wellington Terman. Um, and to be fair to Wellington, he start, I thought he started off really brightly. I, I, the, uh, 
the the commentary uh, were were really bigging up uh, Bruno Silvers. Um, he was the favourite going into the fight. Um, they had a, a a submission bout a few years ago, which uh, Bruno Silva handily won. And uh, for for somebody who suffered a submission loss to uh, Bruno Silva, Wellington took it to to Silva in terms of submitting. He had him up against the fence quite a lot. He was a uh, uh, very aggressive with trying to get the back. A couple of times he uh, he backpacked, um, and and luckily for for Bruno, somebody was able to shake uh, uh, Terman off uh, both times. But there was uh, plenty of uh, positive work coming from uh, Wellington, and and it looked like Wellington maybe had uh, Silver's number. Uh, but the the second time that uh, Wellington went for uh, the backpack and he was uh, thrown to the floor, uh, Silva was able to get a dominant position. Um, Terman tried to try for an armbar, which just wasn't there, and it left uh, it left him wide open to to take those ground and pound shots. Uh, and Terman um, was basically punched clean out. Uh, landed uh, uh, Silva landed uh, with uh, with the right. A couple of lefts, and uh, we get our second knockout of the of the main card. And this one comes a lot quicker than the first one, uh, with about fifteen seconds of the of uh, the first round to go. Um, Bruno Silva gets a debut victory. As, as you were speaking, then I'm looking at this fight. I'm thinking to myself, like, what the fuck happened in this fight? Like, oh, it's <laughs> one of the one of the fights. Like, like we always say, it, like the pay, numbered pay per views can somewhat be a bit boring, but these smaller ones can be excited and that's tonight's card was a little bit excited for me i really enjoyed watching it mm-hmm. so i sort of forgot this but yeah bruno silva he's the guy who's making his debut weren't it yeah and what a perfect way to make your debut like, you've got a guy like Terman who's uh, an absolute animal who comes looking for a fart and who will bring the farts here he was trying to do that in, in, as best as he could especially like you say when he was backpacking trying to get on the back and just stay there and Unfortunately, not everyone's uh, not everyone's Damian Meyer, so they can't just sort of hang about like that. And yeah, Terry, you got to give it to him. We were trying his best, but we knew the better man were tonight, and it was Bruno Silva. Mm-hmm. He was able to come into the octagon, deal with the adversity, turn it around, and get a, a knockout victory. And like this being said, he's he's fresh blood. So if he carries on doing that in the middleweight division. He'll probably be on the road to a title shot quicker than normal. Let, let's let's put it this way: Israel Adesanya. He's only had eleven fights in the UFC. Six of them fights have only I think they've been like what non-title bouts or title bouts or something. Mm-hmm. So I think he made his debut two, three years prior to actually getting a shot at the belt. So anything's possible in the UFC, especially in that in in that weight category. And Silver, he fought. But as soon as he got to the ground, he fought. And the one thing that Alan always told me is, when you're on the ground, you're either looking to for the submission or the uh, position, or you're looking for the finish mm-hmm. with a grounding pound. You never get to the ground and just stay there or just lie there. The only times you, you lie there is when you're doing it for a quick 10, 15 seconds just to get your breath back before... Before it, exploding. Yeah, before yeah. exploding and going to that next position or, or trying for that submission. You never... Yeah, everything has to be fast, everything has to be quick. As soon as you're slow on the ground, that's when your opponent's got time to think. Now, obviously, Term was going for an armbar. He left his, he, he left himself open, and Silva was able just to put himself a little bit to the right, just on the outside of Terman's hips. That opened up the amethyst, that opened opened up the, the somewhat cross to the, the bottom. And yeah, perfect victory, and what a debut. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Uh, going into the third uh, fight of six on this main card, and we get our third knockout in a row. And this one uh, top jumps the the last two because it's the quickest knockout on the main card. Uh, Julian Arosa taking on Siong Wu Choi. Uh, Arosa started uh, quite bright, landing uh, uh, kicks to the calf. Uh, Choi lands uh, a couple of shots down the middle. Um, both both fighters seem to be kind of like almost trying to test the Rangers. Um, but then uh, Erosa throws a, a, a head kick, um, which which gives uh, Choi the opportunity to land a big left that drops Erosa. Um, Choi lands on him, um, just parries him with punches, and and Mark Smith comes in. Uh, after giving Arosa plenty of time, I thought a little bit, maybe a bit too much time, uh, but he jumps in and, and stops the fight. And uh, Choi with a, a very quick one-and-a-half-minute victory. Yeah, very quick. Uh, now, I'm going to sound like a dickhead, but some people might look at that fight and go, oh, well, that performance, it is a title shot. Not necessarily. It might have been a quick finish. It might have been a good performance, but... If you look at Choi as a fighter in the UFC, he's been one of these fighters who you, you, you don't know whether to bet on him winning or losing. Because if you, when he came to the UFC, he was two and all. He was, yeah, 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 all and two. Sorry, all and two. Mm-hmm. He, he lost his first two fights, and then now he his last two fights he won them. So he was two and two. This fight was it sort of making three and two. Yeah, yeah, it was sort of making it even was to where it is. So again, he's one of those fighters who you can never really count on whether he's going to show up to the office having a good day or having a bad day. Today, he had a very good day. He was able to... He, he looked quicker. He looked sharper. He looked cleaner. He just looked better all round. Now, obviously, we didn't get to see a lot of grappling or, or clinch work or anything, but with the way it looked... He was a more confident fighter, and he, he he just looked like he got into any of their positions. He would probably be a, he probably could handle them. Um, so yeah, what, what there's not really a lot to say on this fight because it, it, it ended so quick, and you can't really give his opposition a lot to do because he got his ass whooped. He got his ass handed to him. It's not like he, he we can say it like one of the last fights where the, he got the fight brung to him, and he, he didn't really bring the fight to him. He couldn't really. It couldn't really hit uh, Sung Choi. Choi were just... He were able to do whatever he wanted in that fight. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, a, a good win for him. And I'd like to I'd like to see him move on to just a little bit more of... He made that fight look easier. I want to see him fight someone who's, who's just a little bit better. Yeah. Just I mean, so he can, obviously, not, not, to, not to jump up the ladder, but climb up there. Yeah, both these guys are nowhere near the top 15 no. at all. Um, so, yeah, I, I do get your point. Uh, whilst probably Erosa is um, a better fight for, for Choi than he's had, I mean, this is a guy who, who got decisions against Yusuf Zalal and, and um, uh, Um Maybe someone closer to the top 15, if, if not the top 20, uh, but still, a quick, a quick nine-second victory is still very impressive. Although I think the talk of him being given a tart shot is is very, very early, considering what we got in the main event. Uh, but we'll, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll yeah, get so. to that. 
Um, so next, we uh, we went down to the bantamweight division. Uh, David Grant taking on Marlon Vera. Um, this is a rematch from one of Marlon Vera's uh, very early fights in the UFC. Uh, one where he just wasn't able to uh, to he get the victory. 16. Yeah, he wasn't able to get the victory over over uh, David Grant, but he was able to uh, to get that win back, uh, and he did it in style. I think he he started the first. The first round, I, I thought uh, Grant started the better. He looked the more confident, uh, was landing uh, quick kicks, um, was uh, throwing even through a, a spinning kick at one time. Um, Vera was was he looked fairly comfortable in the in in the pocket doing that dirty boxing, but uh, I think that uh, Grant was was quickly setting the pace. Um, but um, he did take a bit of damage to the eye. I think you could see that uh, some of that uh, scar tissue opened up fairly early for, for Grant. Um, into the second round, uh, we, we started again with, with uh, more calf kicks. Uh, and this time it was Vera who, who was really lighting uh, David Grant up. Uh, landing shots in the clinch, landing the, those kicks. Uh, Vera like, was... I think he, he kind of turned the pace up a little bit more, uh, and then he, when he started throwing those elbows, and then we uh, we see another cut open up on on David Grant uh, just underneath the airline. And he, he, it looked like he'd he'd been murdered. The amount of blood that was coming out of him. Um, we we end up going to the ground. Um, we see an attempt at an omoplata. Um, Grant was was able to to keep uh, top control. Um, and then going into um, the third, um, it was it was Marlon Vera who, who wanted to really kind of uh, take this fight to to Grant, landing bigger shots. Uh, went for the the arm triangle pretty early on, um, and essentially it, it was it was Vera kind of like suffocating and and posturing up on on Grant and and, and just uh, dominating him in this third round to really kind of a uh, Put it out of the judges' mind. I think, in fact, in this third round, you could have said you could probably say it was a 10 8 round. Uh, Vera was that dominant on the ground, um, being able to kind of have his way with with uh, David Grant. Um, so yeah, Malvera gets that victory back. Um, and it's a really kind of like dominant, decisive victory for him. It definitely is. Now, obviously, David Grant, England born and proud. He brung the fight. He were a dog in that fight. He <laughs> don't matter how much punishment you give him, he walking forward. He's one of them guys you have to you have to take that oxygen away from him for him to for him to go out. You have to physically throw his brain from out of his skull for him to <laughs> stop walking you down. But he didn't do enough to win tonight, and my and Vera was able to pick up the decision victory, which is to me. I'm, I'm happy for him, obviously. When they first fought, he was young. It went to decision. He lost the decision. They've both matured. They've both got better. Marvin, uh, Marvin Vera, was it? It was just a little bit better on the ground. That's why he was was able to sort of control the position. Now, obviously, breaking it down from round to round, like that, you've already done. You can you can see where. Grant was was taking the first, and then it was slowly as the fight was going. You can see where Vera was somewhat coming to to take over the pace of it. Now, Vera again, he's one of these fighters that have, have traded wins and losses in the UFC. I think in the last four or five years, two thousand nineteen, it was probably his best year where he didn't lose a fight. I think I got four fights that year, and he won all of them. Yeah. Whereas other than that, it's even been like two wins, one loss, or two losses, one wins, or win loss, win loss. Yeah, it, it can't. It's never been really like consistent. Well, in again yeah, in 2017, he had a fairly decent run, uh, but over this last uh, 18 months or so, he's lost to uh, Song Yudong, then he beat O'Malley, then he lost to Aldo, and now he's beat uh, David Grant. So he is very much trading those wins and losses. Yeah, and even though as much as uh, I love uh, Vera, and he obviously he does he does a perfect job for the UFC. He comes, he's a perfect fighter. He he loves to fight. He also works his commentary for them for the Espanol. Mm-hmm. So 
obviously he's going to be one of them fighters that the UFC are going to look at and have a little bit of a have a little bit of room for him in that sort of like sweetheart bit of the UFC. Well, he, he called out Dominic Cruz, so I won't be surprised if he doesn't get that fight. I don't know. That's a fight. I don't. Again, I'll go on to that in a second. But obviously, with him, with him being working for the UFC, it's going to obviously give him a little bit more leeway with the UFC, but he needs, to, for him to move forward, for my personal opinion, for him to move forward and actually be, get took seriously by the, is it by his competitors, by the champion, not just by the UFC and the fans, because it's easy to get them to, to sort of back you. You can speak a lot of shit and Dana White's got an hard on for you. <laughs> you, you can, you can call someone a dickhead and make someone laugh and you, you've got 200 fans shouting your name. It's, it's, it's the champions, it's the other fighters who, who put an actual name on your name and actually, I might be a competitor, but fuck me, I respect it because it's a good fighter. And Marvin's got that, but he just hasn't got that consistency to have that champion's mindset of trying to keep it winning and moving on up in the ladder. It's, again, it's always win-loss, win-loss. And then sort of his mind slips away from getting that goal. And I think that a lot of the fighters sort of, get into that habit of win-loss, win-loss. Well, I'll forget why I got into the fight again. And the next one before you know it, you took a lot of punishment. And it's like, hang on a minute, I'm nowhere near close to that title. <laughs> but yeah, a, a, a perfect win for him. He was able to overcome it again, overcome adversity, which is not surprising for someone like a veteran for how many fights he had in the UFC. But I'd like to see him move forward. And for him calling out Dominic Cruz... Like Dominic Cruz put it into play, everyone wants to move up a ladder. Dominic Cruz is an ex-champion, ex-double champion. It's obviously the same weight class, but he's looking at getting back to that spot. So he's he's not going to want to fight someone who's ranked 12 or whatever. He's going to want to fight someone who's ranked 4 or ranked, ranked 3. Because again, Yeah, I mean, I, I understand that, but... Um... You you look at the the top of the the, the rankings. You've got like the likes of Edgar, uh, Rob Font, uh, Corey Sandhagen. Uh, obviously, you've got Jan and, and Sterling rounding it out. But would you say Marlon Vera's ready for those kind of guys? Um, no, but then I also don't say that he's somewhat ready for a guy like because a lot of people might look at Dominic Cruz and think he's he's washed up and he's done that, but he's far from done. He's still he's still uh, 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 definitely uh, a world class fighter in that octagon, and the way obviously Marvin fought in that, yeah, he can hit hard and he can swing. But Dominic Cruz has got a weird sort of movement, and his head movement is just there. I don't think Marvin, uh, Marvin, the way he is now, I don't think he can he can sort of keep up with with Cruz's pace. I, I could be wrong. I could eat my words, but I get. I just don't think. Dominic, his team, and, and accept that far when they, when they want to move forward as well as him. Obviously, mm. it, it's a shit thing that that happens, but it happens all the time in the UFC with every single weight class. You'll you always get the top fives who don't want to fight people behind them. They always want to fight forward, and you can't blame them. Obviously, they, they, I'll give I give other fighters shit for doing it, but then you've also got to think of their sense of if I lose to rank nine and I'm ranked four. I'm going to lose my fucking spot. Mm-hmm. And then again, I'm not close to having that title. So you, you've got to also think that way. If you're serious about having going on that title run, you you do what the main event just did. You fight smart. Just because, you, just because your name's a Korean zombie doesn't mean you're going to live up to that art every single time. You've got to, you've got to think about your career. Mm-hmm. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey, folks. PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, 
PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code ChairShot. Get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code ChairShot. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. We'll get to the Korean Zombie in a minute, uh, but we'll get. Uh, let's get into this core main event um, in the headweight division. Alexei Olenek and Sergey Spivak. Um, and for me, this is frustrating because Alexei Olenek is the kind of fighter who I should love because he never gives up. He's 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 got a massive heart. He's just he's almost like a zombie in the fact that he always goes forward. And he's he's always looking to to hurt his opponent, but I just don't enjoy watching him because I think he's took so much punishment over his over his career that he gets punch drunk really really quickly, and we saw that in in this fight. Um, well, well within the first round, um, um, we saw that um, he, he almost gets. Like he's dazed for the rest of the fight, and he's just fighting off uh, off uh, instinct rather than uh, rather than being um, a, a clever, smart fighter. Um, both guys were were looking to finish this fight. Both guys were throwing big ass punches, um, but for for me, I thought that Spivak fought the more sensible. He he, uh, he tried to stay out of danger when he could, whereas Olenek was just. It just reminds me of of um, of, of a, a zombie, basically just going forward, and and you just can't can't stop him. And his his shots were very very wild um, and pretty easy for Spivak to kind of like uh, avoid. Uh, and then Spivak was able to uh, to uh, land his shots with ease. Uh, we we do see a point in the, in the. In the first round, where um, Olenek gets gets it to the ground, uh, and we see that um, he, he essentially just drags Spivak on top of him into mount. Uh, going into the into the second, a lot of the same thing, except this was more Olenek trying to kick the legs and Spivak just just peppering him away with uh, with the straights. Um, again, we get some a little bit of clinching. Um, and we get Olenek, who was able to keep all of him and drag uh, his opponent to the ground. Uh, it just—it was just a. I feel for uh, for Olenek because there was a point where he was so close to getting a title shot uh, in in the lightweight division, light heavyweight division, before he did his his move up. Um, and I think it's just a ridiculous. Um, don't, I just don't like the way he fights at all. Uh, Spivak in the in the third uh, was was able to just keep the pace that he was kept he kept in in the first two uh, was uh, landing landing good shots uh, and then he he um, he gets a, a, a the cut on on Olenek who starts uh, bleeding again just doesn't stop going forward. Uh, but for me, Spivak, uh, Spivak uh, well deserved the victory. I think a couple of all, all three judges, sorry, gave it twenty nine twenty eight, uh, which is fair, I suppose. You, you could say that that Olenek maybe won that second round because of the the control that he had on the ground. Uh, but for me, Spivak uh, deserved the victory. Yeah, definitely. Olenek, I respect him. He's one of them old school ones. You just have to look at his record. The guy's nearly had 80 professional mixed martial arts fights. That's like a boxing record or a kickboxing record. And for mixed martial arts, you're going up, what, in modern day, 20, 30 fights and push before they call it. He's had 75 MMA fights. And there's professional, so that's not counting in. That won't be definitely won't be counting in his amateur or past experience before amateur. So again, obviously he's got his own little quirks, like like you already said about, like he's he's punch drunk sometimes. He's he's striking's a bit, but then we we somewhat also a grappler. He's you know his game plan is exactly like Khabib, exactly like DC. They want to take you down, they want to maul you, they want to finish you. Mm-hmm. And that's his, 
that's been his game plan from his very first fight to coming into this fight. It's not been any secret. If you're a fan of his or even if you're an opponent of his, you, you know what his game plan is. It's not like he has to hide it and be like, oh, watch what I'm going to do. You know exactly what he's going to do. He's going to he's gonna try and punch his way in until he can close the clinch down. As soon as he closes the clinch down and grabs you, he's going to try and get that vast black grip that he's got and he's going to try and drag you down to the mat. And as soon as he drags you down to the mat, he's constantly going to work for that arm triangle. And he's he knows exactly what he's doing. Like you seen it in the, the first round and the second round when he was able to somewhat get from the back control to full mount to arm triangle. And it's like, you, you knew what you were going to do, but you, you can't stop it. And for someone who's such a big guy going from light heavyweight up to heavyweight, he's going to be walking around at a heavyweight. Now, obviously, grappling is going to be a lot strenuous on the cardiovascular system than striking is going to be. So that's why we can see Olenek in the later rounds getting sort of gassed out because he's, in a way, he's doing it to himself because, mm -hmm. again, wrestling and sambo and all your grappling, you're controlling that person constantly, at least when you're on your feet and you can throw a quick jab, just fit. At least you can take a step back and breathe and then before you you, you re-emerge to, to sort of counter back or attack back. And yeah, Olenek's style is, is always a very high output of cardiovascular system. But then he also needs to do that in the very first, at the very start of the round. He needs mm -hmm. to do that in, in, in round one because if you get him past Round one, you generally got a good chance at beating him. Because again, his strike is not up there. It's his grappling that is is phenomenal. But then obviously his um his opponent, oh I forgot his name because it's fucking Spivak. 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 When you're looking at Spivak, he's had six finishers knockouts, six finishers submissions. Mm -hmm. So he's well rounded. He's a well rounded fighter, but then you've got to look at him and go, "Oh, well, he's fighting Olenek. Is he going to go down to the ground?" And he wasn't. He was all right on the ground. He wasn't. He was comfortable. Yeah, fair enough. He, you could tell that he didn't want to be there permanently, and when he wanted, when he could try to, he was getting back up to his feet, and he was, he was trying his best, and he even had a, his own submission attempt with a, a, a little guillotine and stuff like that, but. He was never gonna. You're never gonna choke Olenek out, and that was a perfect way of somewhat beating him by decision. Because again, I've, there's numerous times where I've seen him take shot after shot just to close that clinch down. And like you said, he's he's cracking on a bit. He's had a lot of farts, and he does take a lot of punishment just to try and close the clinch work down. At least DC when he had it, he's he's grabbing your hands and that lot to try and get in with being the smaller person. And you think Olenek, with having somewhat of a, a good reach, being six foot one or six foot two, whatever he is, you think he's, he's sort of boxing and level changing and somewhat going into the clinch, it'd be a little bit different. But he doesn't seem to mind taking a smack out mouth to sort of get in. And yeah, when you're at his age and when you've had that many farts, I don't think it's good for you. But then again, I don't think he's bothered. <laughs> Probably not. Um, then we got our main event, um, Dan Aga, uh, on his on his his last win, uh, called out Korean Zombie, and the the Zombie answered the call. Uh, zombie making um making a, a, a what you could probably say is a, a last run at title uh, uh, in in this division. Uh, being thirty five is is it's a hard hard division to to be active in it's full of young hungry fighters and uh Korean Zombie wow uh he he took Dan Aggie to school in this in this fight and I've been really really impressed with Dan Aggie in, in the last two years or so uh he's took on all comers uh just been absolutely dominant really kind of um just able to demolish bigger fighters because he's he's not he's not the biggest uh 
He's not the biggest uh, featherweight in in the books by a, a long stretch of the imagination, but he's been able to to beat really bigger guys like Barbosa and, and Gavin Tucker, uh, and he he was. He was more than up for the challenge of, uh, of of zombie, but unfortunately, the class of zombie in in pretty much every aspect of MMA uh, really shone through today. Um, it's it's hard to really break down all five rounds because this was uh, as probably as dominant uh, a fight as you're going to see um, that isn't a finish. Um, zombie was was better on 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 the feet. Quicker with the shots, um, his his, uh, his his jab was was absolutely on point, and this is against a fighter who is renowned for those quick kind of almost Diego Sanchez like burst of uh, three, four, five punches at a, at a, at a time, and uh, Zombie was able to to kind of nullify that and make sure that Ige was not able to to land uh, too many big shots. Uh, and then when when um, Zombie wanted to go to the ground, nine times out of ten, he got that takedown that he wanted, uh, and he was able to really control uh, Ige on the ground. In fact, for the in the third round, I think it was, he pretty much took him down at the start of the round and kept him there for the full round, uh, attacking the neck, uh, attacking the back, uh, keeping the, the, the body triangle on. Um, I've got to give props to, to Iggy. He never let his head go down, uh, especially when he's in, going into the fourth and his coaches were saying, you've got 10 minutes to, to do this, I believe in you. And he he still kept going and uh, I've, I've got to give him them, those props. He, he, he didn't he didn't give up, uh, but unfortunately he just, he had no answer to uh, the, the, the dynamic striking of, 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 Korean Zombie, uh, he wasn't able to stuff the takedown enough for me. Um, he started um, doing well at sprawling in, in, in the later rounds, but I think it was just a little bit um, too little too late, I suppose. Um, and going into to the fifth, yet again, Ige um, tried to take the fight to, to um, Zombie, Land, land some shots, try to go for his own takedowns, but uh, the the takedown defense of, of zombies is up there with the very best of them in this featherweight division. Um, uh, so we end up uh, essentially finishing the fight with a uh, with a uh, Korean zombie with a uh, with a body lock, uh, happy enough to sit there and 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 kind of just trade punches with uh, Danage, uh, knowing that he's is is clearly won the fight, a good victory for, for uh, Zomba, and that's got to put him uh, next in line for the featherweight title. You know what? That's, you, make a, you make a very good point with the way you, you just chuck that all into words. Zomba made Argy look like they were in a different class and, on, on the feet, boxing-wise, and then also... On the ground, Argy's supposed to be a black belt. Zombie looked like he was putting Argy through the paces to why he's not ready to be a black belt. Just for the way we were able to just control on the feet, on the ground, wherever he, he really. I know I, I, I know I, I, I say in a few farts, but it, Zombie was. Well, he could have done whatever he wanted in that fight. And now again, going on to the topic of like we said previously about zombie not living up to the name, the Korean zombie. This fight just goes to show why it's good to think with your head and think about your career sometimes, and it is just going putting on a slugfest because he could have put a slugfest all day with Danagi. Danagi's good at that. That's his game. Danagi wants you to get into a brawl with him. He wants you get to get in a dog fight because he's not the most technically sound. He's not the most technically gifted. He's not the best boxer in the world. And he's surely to go in that fight, not the best grappler. But he's got a fucking massive heart and his chin's rock solid. Yeah. And so, he proved that in this fight because he took some big shots. Yeah. And he will he will let you text he will let you try and hit him all day if if that means that you can be in the pocket and he can hit you back. Because he loves that fight where it's like I'll see if I can give you more and you see if you can give me more. Whoever, whoever texts the first knee, 
losers, basically. And that's that's Dan Argy's mentality. That's Dan Argy's uh, key of war. And the Korean Zombie used it perfectly against him. In the first in the first round, and weirdly, when I was watching him, obviously, he's moving slow. His head movement slow. Dan Argy threw that jab fast, fast jab. And he were hitting him, but Korean, so I'm like, Korean Zombie did it. Slow here, what's he doing? But he's not, he's feeling him out, he's, he's making that out. You think, yeah, hit me, you can be in this, but he loves closing that distance down, he loves setting that trap up. But again, with the commentator said, he loves he loves keeping that lead leg out there, he also loves keeping he also loves keeping his hands down, he also loves getting into the range when he knows that you could at any point hit him, but then he's also whipped on enough to hey, get bang. He, <laughs> 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 you, know, you know what I mean but he's uh, yeah Korean Zombie was were able to just outclass um, Dan Aguitanat on the feet on the ground wherever he wanted to and obviously with, with him having this win and with the way the featherweight division's looking obviously Alec Volkanovski and Ortega Brian Ortega is going to be fighting for the belt and and they're doing uh, Ultimate Fire. Well, obviously, I think they've about filmed that already. That's already filmed. Yeah, but but they have, they haven't the episodes haven't been released. Yeah. Uh, but but then also bear in mind we had um, Max Holloway pull out of the fight with uh, Yaya Rodriguez. Uh, and we, that'd be a good fight because if we can remember Yaya Rodriguez with that beautiful backwards elbow to the Korean zombie at like what the last second of mm-hmm. a five round fight. That could be a massive possibility for him. Would he take that again? Because he's he, he already spoke about not fighting the the zombie way, fighting smart, like you said. You think it might be his last run at the age of thirty five? It could possibly well be his last run at the at the title. If you want to in the UFC, once you get the title, that's just the start of your beginning. When you want to when you want to get the respect and get the money and stuff like that, you you got to defend that belt at least once or even get in a, in a, in a fight to defend that belt. Other, other than that, you're not just going to win the belt and then that's it, you're a, you're a millionaire. Not everyone's Conor McGregor, unfortunately. You, you need to pick that belt up and then carry on proving why you're the best. And Yeah, unfortunately, the, the Korean zombie definitely hasn't got that long with the way he was fighting. His name's Korean zombie. Yeah, everyone knows him. It's not like I have to tell you about his farts, he farts like a fucking animal. So that's going to take years off your life. It's definitely going to take its toll when you're in training. When you After a training camp, a grueling training camp, when you know that you're going into a fight like that, your training camps aren't the same. You, you're pushing yourself to the max. You've got sparring partners who, after one round of five minutes, it's not like you're going to be sparring him again after 30 seconds. No, you're going to be sparring another guy who's fresh as fuck, who's, who's coming in, who's ready to take, who's trying to take your chin off, who's ready to smash your ribs in, who's ready to kick you to kingdom come, just to get you prepared for the fact that you're going to do it the exact same, but again, harder. So, yeah, it's not always good to fight. It's exciting. Everyone loves it. It's no one could lie and say that's not exciting because who doesn't love, love two guys going in there and trying to take each other's fucking chin off? He's, but he, it, it does take years off your life. Yeah, it, it, it takes a massive toll on you. So, yeah, he's going to ask himself, does he fight these next people in line? Does he anticipate what the fight's going to be like? Or does he sort of do the, the Leon Edwards? Does he, after that performance sit back and go, no, I'll tell you what, I'll wait. Whoever wins between the fight, between, obviously, um, Volkanovski and Ortega. and Ortega, I'll get it. But then, that's where he, the ball's in his court, but then somewhat in the UFC's court, because then he's got to think of, well, what if Brian wins that in, in a spectacular fashion or someone, someone else happens to them to have the rematch? Then he sat out waiting for it. Then what happens? But then... That's where it all comes up when we get to do more content for you guys. <laughs> and saying that, we'll be back uh, next week. Uh, UFC back at the apex and uh, an early one for us. Uh, the the main card starts at nine pm UK time, uh, so uh, that that's good for us. We 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 would prefer those. Uh, I love but, the early ones, yeah. especially me because I can talk 
<laughs> but I'm not here, lad. But that uh, is actually headlined by two heavyweight title, uh, heavyweight uh, fights, not title fights. Uh, Tanner Borza taking on um, someone who I don't understand why he keeps revisiting the heavyweight division, but he's uh, taking on Orvin St. Prior. And then uh, the, the main event, uh, Alexander Volkov taking on Cyril Gagne, who's uh, still unbeaten in the UFC, still unbeaten in his career. Uh, and just um, coming off that victory against uh, Jozinho Rosenstreich, so uh, he'll be Cyril will be certainly looking to position himself as a as a future title contender. But definitely tune in for for that next week. Um, but uh, thank you for for listening. Uh, we always appreciate uh, the the listens, the feedback, and the comments. Um, follow me on Twitter at PodfatherMags. Follow Carlos here at Kirby underscore Carlos. And definitely go and check out the rest of the content on our networks at Visionaries Global Media, at Shooting the Sports Ish, and at The Chair Shot. Uh, thank you all for listening. And that is the end. Adios, amigos. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.